0: This week on Movie Time Machine, Chad reviews The Suicide Squad. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, actually, not a past movie, unless you count one week ago, the past. But a newer film, I just want to give my quick take on it, is the 2021 The Suicide Squad. Released on HBO Max and in theaters on August 5th, 2021. Has a runtime of 132 minutes. It had a budget of $185 million. So far, it's made $71.4 million in the box office. So about, or not even a week or about a week since it's released. So at this time of this recording. And... I have to say, I, number one, am not a fan of any of the DC movies. Uh, overall, I think they're really bad. I've I've turned a corner and I've in the past have made lots of comments about the MCU um, and those the quality of those films and not liking them as much. And I've had to kind of backtrack on that. So a lot of those films are pretty good. Uh, for the most part, uh, really enjoying how they created that universe. But so far, DC has not done that for me at all. And I'm r- really, I'm excluding like the the Nolan Batman films. I'm not counting that in this for DC films. Because um, I think that trilogy is pretty good, um, especially for the time that it came out. I think it really kind of redefined what directors and storytellers and writers can do with bringing something from a comic book. To film, but this version of the Suicide Squad, um, a follow-up to the 2016 version, which I think tanked, and I had to go back and actually rewatch that one. Is like, is it as bad as I remember it being? And it is, I think it's almost unwatchable. It's just another generic action movie film, which compared to the Suicide Squad that just came out in 2021, directed by written and directed by James Gunn is amazing. And the cast is amazing too. We get Margot Robbie back. Uh, We have Idris Elba, John Cena, Joe Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, uh, Viola Davis returns, um, and many others. And again, I just just was on HBO Max as I was going through the app and I was like, I'm just going to watch this. Um, No expectations. I haven't seen any trailers on it. And I'm going to go in completely blind, arms crossed, kind of like, okay, entertain me. I was like, I'm going to see how far I get, you know, not expecting to really enjoy it at all. And after 15 minutes, I had to take a break. But I was like, I could not wait to get back into the movie and see what was going on. I thought it was very interesting. It actually seemed like it had some cinematography to it. I think the writing was great. I think the characters were awesome. It was... I think it was a great movie, regardless if it's a comic book film or not. And I think sometimes when we discuss comic book films or films that are adapted from video games, I think for some reason we kind of handicap those reviews in a way like to where... Oh, it's good for a video game movie or it's good for a comic book movie. I think especially for me, too, coming from an era, you know, I was I was born in the late 70s, which sounds really crazy. When I'm saying that out loud, but to get any kind of films like these, you kind of anything that came out, you gobbled up and they were all bad um, and you you rarely got them. And if you did, they're poorly produced and had really no great effects. Um, Or they totally would redesign the character and was nothing like the comics at all and no creativity really involved. Um, But this I really liked. I mean, I feel like the action was like appropriate to the characters. It wasn't just like guns popping off constantly all the time. It had surprisingly comedic moments. I laughed out loud like multiple times in this film and it was witty and it was just, I can't believe I just laughed at that part, even though he was like hacking him with an ax and the, the gore is there, but for some reason it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. It just seems like it just fits with the rest of the story. I don't, I can't explain it. I'm not really a big gore guy as well, but I kind of like how they started out and they do like not a bait and switch, but it kind of take you by surprise in the beginning and, I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant. There's some cool shots what they do to transition from like a oh, like 2 weeks earlier and like bringing you like shifting time. I think they do a brilliant way of explaining that. And some little things too and I noticed and maybe I this is something new that I haven't really picked up before, but how they did subtitles for some of the um not well, I'm just going to say non-English speaking characters, how they subtitle them, I thought was pretty Genius, instead of just having the subtitles at the bottom of the screen, they kind of moved around um, on the screen while the character was talking, kind of like it would be in a comic book. They didn't have like the word cloud or anything like that, but it kind of moved around. It kind of had the same font you would expect for subtitles, but I thought that was kind of interesting too, how they did that and how it kind of moved around the screen as they were um, saying their lines. So, one small part of the movie that wasn't going to make or break that film for me but this movie is bonkers it just the way it starts out it's it's actually really surprising and it the towards the end i get like almost like a i feel like i was watching like this would be how you do like a really cool power rangers movie um i won't spoil that but it's really fun i think the writing's great uh, it just Elba is awesome in it, and I don't think there's really any downtime. There might be a little bit, like the only real downtime is kind of there's the opening sequence of the film. Then we get like a like a little flashback scene for uh, Idris Elba's character. He plays um, Bloodsport, and this kind of his little background and his how they get him pulled into leading his squad. Right now, currently, as of August 11th, 2021, uh, IMDb average is a 7.6 out of 10. Metacritic score is a 74 percent. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 91 percent and an audience score of 84 percent. So pretty good, pretty great reviews. And I just want to go through what I loved about the cast too quick. Margot Robbie reprises her role as Harley Quinn. Uh, She's amazing. There's some real awesome scenes. I really like what they did with her in this movie. Um it just Elba as Bloodsport. I really loved that character. It was a lot of fun. And again, some, there's some cool dialogue back and forth between him and some of the other characters. Um you really got to check out. John Cena really impressed me. I've I'm not a big wrestling fan, at least modern day wrestling. I was a fan of like the old WWF, kind of WrestleMania days like WrestleMania 1 through 3 remember those years fondly but john cena is just amazing in this role as peacemaker uh, which is going to be getting a full series on hbo max Uh, they just finished filming on that so excited to see what that's going to be uh, starring uh, john cena live action so really excited about that uh rick flag in this one versus like the first suicide suicide squad uh movie joel kinnaman uh Really awesome. I think they really improved that character in this one as well. Didn't come off as like a bad action flick kind of army leader guy character. I can't really explain it, but definitely portrayed and done a lot better in this one. Far better writing in this one than the first Suicide Squad movie. Sylvester Stallone does a voice of King Shark, which has some great funny moments in it, too. Obviously, (laughs) not a lot of lines or dialogue coming from Stallone on this one, but the ones are just they're perfect and they're right on. Peter Capaldi as the thinker. And this is another thing, too, I think they've done really well in this movie is when they take comic book characters and they bring them to the screen and they don't make him look like goofy comic book characters. So I really like what they did with the imagery with the thinker, too. It's really great. And then finally, at the say, the actor that played Polka Dot Man, David. Das uh, whatever i'm not gonna i don't know how to pronounce the last name the actor that played polka dot man was probably not I'm not more the acting but i can't if you came to me and said okay chad we're gonna make you watch the suicide squad movie and there's gonna be a character in there called polka dot man and he wears a costume that has polka dots on it and his superpower is shooting polka dots and i'm gonna be like dude that sounds pretty lame And I was just really impressed on how awesome they made polka dot man in this. And that was a lot of fun. So, again, I think it takes a lot of uh, genius and creative writing to take some of these outside characters and make them seem like human and grounded in a way, but also dressed very just crazy comic book dress style. Yeah, I just think what James Gunn was able to do with this was pretty amazing. I'm really impressed. Um, Outside of this being a comic book based film, it is awesome. And I want to see James Gunn do another Suicide Squad film and somehow start to bring in like interactions with um, some hero characters for some reason. I would like to see how that could be integrated as well. So Real love what he did here. It was really exciting to watch. Totally surprised me. Um, one of my favorite movies of 2021 so far. All right, that's it. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Movie Time Machine. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at Movie MovieMachinePod. And you can email your questions, comments, and feedback to Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and goodbye.